0: listening to the Giggles Live Radio Network. Nice in California.
1: Listening to the walkout on the Giggles Live Radio Network as we watch the Sacramento Kings taking on the Golden State Warriors in the first round of the NBA playoffs, and uh, it's early. And Sacramento's up 6-0 <laughs> Right after uh, I are. told you that uh, that they were going to get housed tonight, so didn't uh, say that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you
2: did
1: I, that. I talked like they didn't have a chance, and they're 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 up. Yeah, they're already up six six nothing. But it is very early, and a lot of things can happen in that amount of time. So. I want to thank everybody who's listening right now. Um, all of our supporters, all of our friends out there, we do uh, we do appreciate each and every one of you. And I wanted to bring up a, a buddy of mine who's supported me for a very very long time. Um, somebody really important to me who I actually l- lost last week. Um, he worked at my kid's school, and he was a, uh, um, you know, he was like the guy that just did everything. He fixed things. He was, I guess, he was probably a custodian by the, you know, right job. Descript. Rough job yeah. description. But anyways, he ended up being a really good friend. Because, you know, it's hard to drop your kids off at school and leave them under the protection of somebody else. For sure. And so my buddy Manny was that guy that I, I got to know. I had to keep my eye on him for a little while. Right. I got to know him, and I really liked him a lot. And I the more I got to know him, the more I realized that he was... As good, if not better eyes on my children than myself.
0: Yeah, he was a protector. Yeah, he was a there's, protector. There's people out there, out there.
1: Very that. much a protector. And I'm very much a supporter. He used to listen to me on his uh, little radio, um, on his little portable radio, while he was <laughs> right doing the crossing duties in the morning. He would listen to me on the morning show, and he came out to a lot of shows. He even um, we did a fundraiser for the football team that he was coaching, and it was a huge success, and it was really great. And uh, but, anyways, I just uh, it's one of those friends that you just you know that you'll never find another one like that, and right so. On. Manny, I love you, dude. I miss you, and uh, I just, I really, you, you really did leave an impact on my life. Just so you know,
0: my condolences, brother. Yeah, it's just, fair. yeah,
1: it's kind of, it's, it's kind of tough, especially when sure. it's young folks, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: you know, definitely. So, yeah, that's that's, a, you know, it's always that thing where um, you meet good people in the world, and it's awesome. That you actually, uh, you know, you kind of let your, you have to let your guard down sometimes in life to meet people outside of your norm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a big thing. It's, it's not easy for people to do, um, you know, to meet someone outside of your family members and people that you already kind of know, maybe grew up with them. Um, you have to actually let down an actual guard to let somebody outside in and then make a bond. And, yeah, and, you know, that's a, you know, so it's a big thing. So I'm glad you got to make that bond with someone outside of the norm of your life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's one of those things where we would be talking about football <clears throat> after school and right. the kids are trying to drag me home. They're grabbing my arm. Dad, dad <laughs> let's go. Come on, dad. We got to go. Especially Maddie. Come on, dad. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> So there's a lot of stuff going on in the fight world. Oh, I want to talk yeah. most importantly about my very favorite fighter, my buddy sitting right here to my right.
0: Oh, yeah. You know your boy, man. Give uh, us
1: the updates, bro.
0: So, you know, it's it's really cool. You know, um, the gym has been very, very busy. A lot of new people, you know, I've inspired a lot of people to get out there and um, compete. So a lot of our guys and our gals are out there competing. So... Um, end of this month, I think. With that's coming up. That's this uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, IKF uh, f- fights the bouts. I think we got like five, six people from our gym. Oh, wow. Competing in this. Yeah, that's a big deal. Because normally I was the only one who was in competing. Um, and where
1: is and where is the, the, where this? This is that? in Ontario. Oh, this uh, is Ontario, Ontario nice.
0: at the un- Ontario. Um, the event, know, center, yeah, huh? event center. Yeah, event um, center. So that has been going on with the gym. We have. We had three fighters on the Lights Out card for May 6th. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was going to be out in Burbank. Lights uh, Out.
1: Uh, the face of Lights Out is the former football linebacker from the San Diego Chargers, Sean Merriman. Sean yeah.
0: Merriman. Yep.
1: Sean Lights Out Merriman.
0: So, um, we had three fighters. There uh, my boy Sonny, there's my boy Curly, and of course, the infamous me. Was on that card. The menace. You know. So, I want to thank those guys over there at Lights Out. Um, first and foremost, you know, they, they, they seem to always have my back. They were ready to let me in despite my age. Mm-hmm. The only thing that they asked for is that I have to get past those, you know, um, medicals for camo. And, you know, you're gonna, I'm going to run into camo no matter what in California. And yeah. so you know, if you're 40 years old and plus, the packet for you to be able to fight on these cards, man, is no joke. They have beefed it up. So um, not only do you have to go through your blood work physical, you now are going to need a EKG MRI. You need a, op- a test from an ophthalmologist and you need a neurology test.
1: And just to uh, just to be clear, about how far in advance do you need to to, to plan a neurology Three appointment? Three months. Right.
0: If you got a good doctor, he, he's definitely going to tell you it's going to take you some time. They got people already waiting in line, you know, who who need this. And they're not just there. They don't just need it because they're going to fight in some, right. you know, f- fight.
1: It's usually a little more serious. Right.
0: So... My doctor told me this. He said, it seems like they're going to make it to where no doctors want to do this for anybody over 40. We don't have time. Which is something we already this. knew. And so suspect. we already knew. it. Yeah. You know, so um, I got most of the paperwork done, but the two that are going to be the hardest were the ophthalmology and the neurology. So uh, with that being said, I-, I will not be competing on that card I want to send a lot of love out to the guys that lights out because they were so cool. They said, hey, get the get the paperwork done throughout the, the month and we'll just throw you on any card once you have it all done. Nice. That's how cool that they are. You right. Know? Right. So that's you know, I got a lot of love for them out there. So this isn't the you know, this isn't me saying that I won't be fighting anytime soon. I just got to get these these medicals done I feel and you. they last a year. So you better believe I don't want to go through this every year to be able to fight on a card. Right. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Who knows? Um, They'll probably add something every year. Because I'm sure that the commission uh reviews their rules every year. For
0: sure. So, yeah, you know, definitely a busy time for the gym. And I am grateful. I'm happy. I will be in the corner, um, you know, helping out a lot of, you know, fighters at these places. So... I'm cool, you know, I'm cool with that, and um, yeah, you know that's it's been a busy, busy time um it really has for me and my brother here, so.
1: Yeah, we got the we got the Seaside Collectors Expo out of the way. Oh, got lots of comedy shows out of the way, and yep. still a lot of them coming. and <laughs> Just
0: falling falling right in line.
1: Yeah, our next big Seaside Expo is coming up in October, October first. I can't okay. wait. Yeah, we're gonna have you there the whole day that day. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. <laughs> yes,
0: I will definitely be in the house. And uh, you know, I, I liked the setup last time. Shoot, I might even be there. To tell my son. Bring some his little collectibles. There you go. He he has a lot of like Pokemon and oh, oh, because he has stuff stuff from back then. So I told him, man, you need to you you save all kinds of stuff. Ask Tom; he'll tell you if things are worth it or you know. I'll show him how.
1: uh, Better yet, I'll show him how to look and see what they're worth.
0: Exactly, you see. Yeah, it's very
1: easy. Actually, the way I would show them, if I were you, I would just say use uh, the Google I- reverse image search. Okay. And boom, and then it should pop up and you'll see different prices. It doesn't mean it's necessarily worth that, but you'll have an idea. Yeah, you'll you have know, an if, idea. If you see one that's ten grand, you will go, oh, okay, I have
0: something here. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. That would, would be. be amazing. So, that's cool, man. Yeah, brother. So, you know, me and you haven't actually uh, been able to do a show. There has been... Several UFC cards that since then there sure has because UFC 287 came, we didn't get to talk about Mr. Adesanya winning his his belt back. Yeah,
1: that was amazing.
0: How did you feel about? It? I mean, were you going for Adesanya?
1: Yeah, I like I like I like Adesanya. I like Izzy. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, I I I was going for Pierre the first time when he won his belt, and I told everybody, I told you, and then on this one. I was just honest with myself that Stylebender is so smart that he had enough time to gain the knowledge of how to beat him, mm-hmm. and he showed that. Mm-hmm. So even though I wanted him to get humbled and lose his belt, which he did, he he showed how much of a champion he is because he down he computed he downloaded all the information he needed to bait. Yeah. into knocking him out and he did that I, it wasn't a fluke it wasn't any of that it was he did that purposely because he knew para throws big punches big heavy looping punches and when he does that he doesn't throw them with blocking his face like a boxer you know a boxer throws the hooky, blocks one side mm-hmm. then blocks the other side no just big looping punches right so I'm, I'm seeing that he computed that and and baited him in that round by backing himself up against the fence again. And he baited him to come forward with big, heavy looping punches and left his self open and it worked. So that, you know, that's, that's very high level, you know? Um, so, yep. Congrats to the man. Um, you know, he definitely got his win,
1: and it's way harder to regain your championship belt after you lost it. Like, it's way harder. That's like, uh, yeah, it doesn't happen very often
0: for sure. Yeah, that was it. Was crazy. It was, um, I did know that Masvidal wasn't going to win his fight, I, I truthfully did not.
1: That kind of surprised a lot of people, I think. And then, didn't he retire after the fight? Or? And
0: I, that's what I, I figured that that's okay. So, that weekend, he had just had his first. You know, promotional fight with um under his George Mosley all game bred fighting. You know, fighting. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, he had Roy Jones fighting against Pettis or some or somebody like that, and he, he, it was good. And, you know, I'm sure he made a lot of money. So then, you know, he you know fast forward, he fights on this card. I was just like, no, he hasn't fought in a long time, and yeah. Burns his his has been fighting. He's he's gonna be fresh and ready to go. So.
1: Yeah, and Burns has been fighting high-level opponents. Dude. Oh
0: yeah, oh yeah. So you know that I, I kind of knew which way that was gonna go, um, but you know, neither that, you know, neither said it done. It was a good fight, and then my my cousin Kevin Holland. I love that dude, man. He is he is a a awesome freak of nature. He knocks out, uh, Ponzinubio with a with his hand. You know, yeah. with his, you know, and he wasn't using his hurt hand that he hurt in the last fight that he broke. You know, oh yeah, he wasn't using it, and so he was just using his lead and knocked him out with a hook.
1: Wow! The
0: wildest thing ever, man, <laughs> knocks him out with it. You know,
1: literally <laughs> he just keeps fighting, man. He just keeps going.
0: <laughs> he's, yeah, he's 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 awesome, man. It, it was really really cool um to see him pull out a victory after that hand, Um and and you know gain a victory and so now you know we're we're gonna see him fight again he's gonna be fighting soon um and so yeah congrats cousin that was a good good run
1: he's such a fun fighter to watch yeah he's always fun i the first time i watched him i loved him from the beginning because he was talking and talking and talking and talking and it was so funny to watch him just you know be at that level of comfort in there he didn't really care what he looked like just you know yeah
0: and he's came into himself now so now he's like you know he's 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 calm in there he's been humbled like you said yeah yeah. he know he knows what he's doing in there and he he, i mean you can't say that that he doesn't uh that he's not versatile he you know you want to you know you want to take it to the ground he's going to do what he has to do there you want to stand up with him he's going to do what he has to do there um You do have to watch out for him. You know, he's not somebody that is just going to be, you know, uh, bullied in in his weight class. So, I mean, he can even go up in weight class and and do some work. So, you know, it's it's you know, it's going to be cool to see, you know, what he's doing right now. You know, really cool to see what he's doing. Man, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. So and then and then we moved on. We didn't talk about Max Holloway. (laughs) Then that next fight happened. That was just recent. So Max Holloway, uh, he fought Arnold Allen, and I don't, you know, Arnold Allen is a good fighter. That dude is like a, a chainsaw, um, very strong. Um, Max Holloway, they, I guess, he didn't look like he normally, you know, I guess what people normally. Want want him to look like i guess they want him to be the slick max holloway who doesn't get hit and slipping and everything yeah and punch the awkward him. movement yeah and then that's just you know you know i think sometimes people really need to back up and, and understand what they're talking about you know these fighters you know it, it takes a lot to get in there a lot of emotion a lot of things packed in um and you're not always going to get the same type of fighter you got from the last fight, especially in how they're fighting the person that they're fighting at that moment. Yeah. Because not everybody fights the same. So he didn't, he wasn't horrible. No, he didn't fight the fight like normal. Um, Like, you know, how people normally see it. Mm -hmm. He did, you know, he definitely fought. He got hit and um, he came back with some licks and he pulled the win out. So, One of my all time
1: favorites, man. Yeah. I love that yeah. guy.
0: Yeah. Holloway's awesome. You know, yeah. I I definitely really uh was happy that he's back um, you know, in effect and that he, you know, pulled out this dub.
1: Representing Havite.
0: Yep. It, definitely. The five oh. The five oh. <laughs> and then yeah, like just, just this weekend, of course, now that we're all caught back up to um, you know, all of the fight shit that has happened.
1: Um <laughs> we're caught up to current. To current. <laughs> Good old
0: Curtis Blades got knocked out by Pavlovich. Wow. Yeah, he KO'd him. Um, I mean, he sent him to that another realm. It was in uh, you know, in round one.
1: Blades is another dude that just, like, he seems to be just almost there. Just, like, almost, almost there. there. But every time he, he fights he gets, a, a really good opponent,
0: gets, Nah, he gets, yeah, it sucks. It's, like, really good fighter, but then... He gets the chance and then boom. Yeah. He gets taken out, you know? And so yeah, Pavlovich knocked him silly. Mm. <laughs> oh, the, hey, Well, I think he's rushing or something? Yeah. Yeah, and he, he knocked he knocked his freaking head off. So that was a that was pretty freaking crazy uh fight. And then um I
1: think Tabitha fought since the last time we saw each other.
0: Yeah. She's fought on,
1: or did she fight? Oh, I think she might have fought before the last episode, right before the
0: last episode. Yeah, I think we talked. I think we yeah. did, we talked about it. Yeah, we talked I, about it.
1: Yeah, that's right. Because I remember telling you that I saw it on social media, and I was bummed that we missed it.
0: Right. So, did you Did you end up watching the uh, Tank versus Garcia fight? No, I didn't. Oh, that was it. Was good. That was it. Was a good fight. Um, a lot of people thought that um, Ryan Garcia. Was going to, uh, you know, beat Tank Davis. Mm-hmm. And that's not... I I, I never thought that. Um, you know, Tank Davis has fought a lot of great fighters in boxing. A lot. Um, not to say Ryan hasn't fought any, any, you know, good opponents. But he hasn't fought any like the ones that Tank Davis has. So right. I knew that Tank is another high-level fighter who computes information quickly. So all he has to do is kind of look at how you train and look at who you train under and watch all you know watch all the stuff that you put on the internet because you know ryan garcia is that type of kid puts a lot of this stuff out there on yeah. the internet so you see it and he knew how to compute and, and and dominate that and he um
1: well he also had moles too right
0: yeah you're right somebody told yeah he's been told the, that the, that sparring partner yes, that sir. knocked him out yeah, yeah the body shot so he, he did He did know about the body shot. So I'm sure that that was something that he, he planned on doing. Um, he definitely dropped him in the first round. He dropped him. And when he did that, um, that humbled Ryan. He was like, he wasn't at, you know, he started slowing down. Because he came out. He came out fast, um, you know, trying Good to bring throw, it to huh? him. I think it was the first or second round he knocked him on one of those. But when he knocked him down, he slowed him down. And then you know Ryan was very careful where he, he was treading because yeah. he knew. Um, but once he got him out into the seventh round, he he knew that that big overcommitted shot was going to come at some point, and he and it did. It came big giant shot, overcommitted all the way over, total whole rib cage, lungs, oh. liver is right there. He saw it, oh. bam, hit it, and uh-huh. he hit it hard. And uh, Ryan backed up and took a knee and just took a knee and sat there. And then uh, Ryan was going to, I mean, Tank was going to walk up to him and wobble him. And he said, no, he said, no, he's done. Wow. Yeah. So it was. Um,
1: That's a bummer.
0: Yeah. It was surreal. He dropped him, bro. So. Um,
1: that's tough though like he probably felt like falling out (laughs) so it's hard to say what's better to fall out or to sit there and go you know what i don't need to take one more hit
0: because like to take a body shot like he got to 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 that area it um it's different from knocking the wind out of you it's a pain that shuts down your body yeah so you, you can even try to get up but you can't yeah yeah so that's why I was like, no, I'm done. I mean, fuck, I I, I can't. They can't. He's counting me out. Shit.
1: And it lasts longer, I believe. It than did. your wind so, knocked out of you. Yeah. So he,
0: he, he, the guy counted him out to 10. I mean, shit, he could have counted to 15. He still didn't want to get up. Yeah. Because he was trying to, his body wouldn't allow him to. So, um, you know, it was a good, great fight. I'm super happy how Tank is taking over boxing and, and bringing it to the forefront. Like, is definitely making it, um, is bringing the legitimacy of boxing back. You know, Right. making it legit again.
1: That's good because boxing was such a great sport. Great. It really was, it especially like the Mike crooked. Tyson days. Yeah. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Even great with time. Don
1: King hanging off of his shoulder all the time, even then it felt it, it was a great, it was a great time for boxing. Yeah. And then it just kind of got to where it was, yeah.
0: Yeah, it got really, really, uh, you know, like as they say, cricket and just, um, you know, glad that it's, you know, he, like he said in the ring that, you know, they told him that he is the face of, of boxing, and he said, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know,
1: and you know what, you know what, I think the difference is now too is accessibility. I think these guys are training in public gyms and they're having public workouts and they're more more likely to meet and greet fans. Right. Whereas during the Tyson era, those guys were making so much money that they were just going, you know, back, you know, behind their steel bars or whatever, you know, the bar fences or whatever, you know, steel bars, (laughs) you know, about like the, the, the the gates and stuff like they Like it felt like it was different back then. Yes. Tyson would do a public workout for the media, but that was it. It wasn't like you would see him out, you know.
0: Oh, hell no. He was at some mm-hmm. baller high rise, and his men would bring up who he wanted. And if mm-hmm. he was out somewhere, he was surrounded. But, you know, now these fighters are out. You know, you see mm-hmm. them out. They're out there. You know.
1: They run small businesses. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're definitely They're supporting their families. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah. cool. So I think that's a big difference, the accessibility and the fact that they're actually in the community. Because right. if, I see, if I see somebody going and fighting from from Oxnard, I go, that's he represents Oxnard. He's right. part of Oxnard. I see him. He's around. You know what I mean? Right. And so I think that's what makes it cool. That was always kind of my thing. When I started watching MMA, it was uh Strike Force. I think I told you this before, what got me into it. I watched a, a female bantamweight um what do they call that? Where they where they it was a tournament. Okay. And there was this really cute little girl Young lady, I should say, not a little girl, named Misha Tate. Very young, fighting out of Sacramento. And I was like, interesting. This cute girl is going to fight? I didn't know anything about her. She won her first fight to go to the next round. And they were like, the the ones that won are going to fight. I'm like, oh, they're going to fight more than one fight a night? (laughs) And she ended up winning that tournament that night. It nice. was cool, and then that started locking me into the MMA, where I'm like going, okay, this is this has got something. This is an entertaining... This is an entertaining... Thing. Like I've yeah. watched a little bit of MMA before, but that was where it really clicked with me, where I was like, I like this. I like this sport. Yeah. It wasn't about her. It was about the sport. She got me to pay attention, but I was like going, okay, I dig this, because there's yeah. so many layers to it there's so many ways to win and so many ways to lose and there's so many ways to learn There's just it's just a really cool sport yeah none it like it
0: yep it's definitely amazing i'm happy that i learned uh boxing is my first love but i am grateful that i was taught mixed martial arts in in the and found a love for it and i'm like bruce lee i i will mesh boxing with MMA, where people understand that it can't, you you will not go around saying, "Oh, boxers can't get with no MMA guys, or MMA guy can't get with no boxers." Both of you guys need to shut up, mm-hmm. because you know if you guys both learn each other's sport, you'll find out that the movements of boxing is would make you a better MMA fighter, and as a boxer. You don't, you, you use your legs to move around. Yeah. You don't really kick or anything, and we understand that. But what if you understood that you can use your legs?
1: If you're able to let go of that, you need to keep your legs planted. You need exactly. to keep your legs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's totally moved. different. It's yeah. the opposite of what you're because yeah. you, you're kind of taught to toe. I mean, you, you, there's foot movement, but you've got yes. to do it in a way where you're keeping your balance. It's kinda, exactly. So, so know, it's like counterintuitive.
0: I literally am, I'm a boxer. And I and I use boxing movement, but I use my feet as well to tear you up. And it's like my movement is great, but the marriage is of is your. F- oh, sorry. No, you're good. the The marriage is your footing, and I think that that's what people need to understand. When you're a boxer, you're told not to be too squared off. That's right. Yeah. And when you're MMA, you know you you can't you can't be too. To center because you're you're gonna get your leg in. Yeah. So you gotta kind of be a little squared off, and so it's like a marriage of in the middle that allows you to be a boxer and uh-huh. still use your legs. That's what I. That's my. That's my thing. That's what I do. I love it, dude. Yeah, it's awesome. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> I
1: always and I the one thing too is you ha- you have the diehard boxing fans like you say that'll say you know they try to compare each other, but you go to any boxing gym, there's going to be MMA fighters trying to learn how to box. You go to just about any MMA gym, you're going to see boxers. Yep. That's the, that's the reality of is there is a lot of meshing in the sports.
0: I just wish they'd understand it and stop this thing because even the people who fight and say that, Oh, you know, you know, stand up, it, it, it trumps the ground. It's like, Stupid! Somebody can take you down, and now you're on the ground, and we're gonna sit here while you get punched in your face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like you know, let's not be so closed-minded about the sport, and understand that there is a marriage that mixed martial arts. There's a lot of arts that are in. There's a lot of art forms in there. Yeah, you know, the, you know, from boxing to to wrestling, you know, um, you know, these are all to me. I look at them as um, as physical sports. Yeah, you know they're physical sports, and, and, and they all kind of go hand in hand a little bit. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean. So
1: and you can yeah, learn from each other for sure all along the way. Yep, sure,
0: for <laughs> sure. So I <yeah. laughs> love it. That, that's, that's a mindset.
1: Uh, anything you want to plug? Because we can uh, we can actually wrap this up as a half hour show, or we can go a little longer. Or I know well, you've we, got.
0: Yeah, you know I just want to you know right now I want to plug the the fight shop, um, in which right now my fight shop West Coast. Uh, I just started as of this year um i am i'm slowly but surely just kind of getting getting out there um for any fighters any coaches uh any um gyms you know stuff like that if you are looking for you know gear um you know hand wraps um you're looking for headgear, you're looking for gloves and shins and uh, anything could be for boxing, uh, Muay Thai, um, jitsu anything that you could be looking for, um, you know, hit me up. Uh, I am on Instagram under my fight shop, West coast, uh, fight shop, West coast. Um, you know, you can DM me on my, uh, Instagram there, or you can DM me on my Instagram, Mark the menace, um. And and check out you on the actual Instagram. You can check out all the products I do have now, um, in stock. Um, and so yeah, that you know, um, I'm always at my gym mostly of Monday through Friday. Um, that's Progressive Martial Arts on Main Street in Ventura. Um, definitely look us up and come in. Two free classes always. Um, and yeah.
1: Definitely go take advantage of those two free classes. Also, be sure to visit the uh, Giggles Live website where you can find... Our podcast and a lot of other podcasts on our Giggles Live Radio Network. You can listen to uh, our buddy Jim with his stories I on the bus. Yeah, isn't he great? Yep, he's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and we've got Chuck Testa and his show testimonials, along Hell. with Matt Doxditter and the Off Center Outdoors. I think their show is kind of the same show now. I think they they just do the show
0: together, kind of meshed it together. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think they're like, hey, we're just gonna sit here together, anyways. Might as well just. It's kind of like, yeah,
0: it's fun. <laughs> you know, when you have a good partner and you and you partner up, you get to bounce things back. And forth, so it's awesome.
1: Yeah, we also have, of course, our show, The Walkout. Yes, we, we come on on the radio network around, I think it's 10 p.m.
0: 10 p.m. Yeah,
1: the schedule's on the network as well. But oh, we you yeah. can also get us where podcasts are found Spotify, iHeart, well, you name it. Uh,
0: all that. My son, actually, uh, my little son, he's nine, he found us because you know he's learning, he has his own phone. Yeah, he says, Dad, you're I seen you on here. Said, oh, nice. He thinks i'm a star good you know? it's awesome i love it that he really does look at me as like i'm some star well you, you
1: are know? dude you i don't are. know
0: i guess i just look at you know, i don't ever i don't know
1: well don't you know. are because you're you're doing you're living your dream like you're right. doing the things you're doing the things necessary to live your dream like you work hard outside of the actual fighting to make sure that you can do the actual fighting like you work hard to make sure that you get to the point where you and train and have the time to train and all that stuff right you put a lot of hard work into your family you put a lot of hard work into your work and you put a lot of hard work into your martial arts you're a star dude you really Thanks, are bro.
0: that's <laughs> awesome man right, well I, i'm i'm grateful that we have the walkout i'm grateful that we have uh the giggles live radio network to be able to like you know do what we love yeah um it, there's a lot of people out there who you know they have podcasts And they need to find a way for people to hear them and be heard. But um, in this fact, we have an avenue. I have an avenue through my great friend here who, you know, put me in this position. So I'm very grateful and thankful for you and the fact that I have the Giggles Live Radio Network.
1: Well, thanks, man. Well, we're glad to have you. And uh, we're going to keep this thing going for uh, as long as possible. And we're going to keep it growing because... uh, we see opportunities on the horizon and really looking forward to letting people know a little bit more about that. Why don't you throw out your social media socials so people can follow you on the Instagram and all that?
0: So you can follow me on IG, on my Fight IG, which is Mark the Menace, And you can follow my Fight Shop, which is Fight Shop, my Fight Shop West Coast um, on IG as well.
1: Yeah, I'm on IG as XL Comic. I believe I'm the XL Comic on the. Um, oh, what's the one with the that's more like. Uh, oh, TikTok. That's TikTok. The one. Yeah, I'm gonna start trying to put up more stuff. I keep getting people to say, "Hey, you put up good sports stuff. Put you up do. more of it." So I want to do uh, like a baseball card of the day. I want to do like different sports stories that people could get into. I want to do. I want to. I want to do things that don't off-put my current, you know, followers. Right but add to theirs but also brings in more people because we've got a lot of really cool things working together and we're all growing together and you could just see it and it just you could feel it it's like a yeah so I'm really excited and again uh, my preferred my preferred social media would be uh, the Instagram XL comic and uh, you can hit me up in the DMs if you serious (laughs) you about business but don't get me on the DMs if you trying to play okay (laughs) we Thank you for listening to the brand new podcast known as the 1590 Lounge, where we wrap up the day of a 1590 KVTA's morning show with the great host, Tom Spence, who I had the fortune of sitting next to for four years. Spence, thank you so much for inviting me to the studio today to
3: talk to you about how the show went today. Appreciate it. Everybody always asks about Tom McLean, but you're, not, you're out and about. You're still doing your comedy. You've got giggles going. Yeah, I do. I have the giggles
1: going over there in Santa Paula. I'm really enjoying it. and I'm also enjoying coming in and spending time with you on Thursdays and just talking about all the great things going on in Ventura.
3: And you have your card shows? Oh, yeah,
1: the Seaside Collectors Expo. I'm so excited. I'm getting a lot of vendors and everybody lining up already, and we're so many months out. We're not even having it until October 1st.
3: So what we're doing here is expanding on things and uh, different topics that we had during the morning show. One of my favorite ones that I've been hitting for quite a while here is the closure of stores. But when one store closes, another one opens. And this is Bed, Bath, and Beyond. What was your experience with Bed, Bath, and Beyond? Well,
1: Bed, Bath, and Beyond, the first thing I always think of, of course, is the great Jay London joke that was on Last Comic Standing. You know, (laughs) I work at Bed, Bath, and Beyond. I'm in the Beyond department. But that's what I always think of. But Bed, Bath, and Beyond is always, like, the place that you would go if you wanted to just, like, Decorator, like kind of add some flavor to your place. And you may, maybe you didn't necessarily go there for something specific, but you'd go there for ideas and stuff. But I think it's kind of sad that you can't walk into there and just see all those offerings anymore. Aunt Edna
3: needs a gift. Yeah. You walk through there, you would find something every single time. It seemed like the store was unstoppable. Yeah. It seemed like it offered so much. But with everything, where did they make their big mistake? They didn't hop on the idea of the internet the way Walmart did, the way Target did, and they didn't become somewhat of a fulfillment center. Where they, a friend of mine came up with this, I don't know if he, uh, you know, got a registered trademark, but it was click and order, brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so clever. He came up with this like 25 years ago, and he predicted that while a lot of people like delivery, a lot of people still like to go into a store. And he said if you can combine the two, everything's going to be. Okay, but Bed, Bath & Beyond, unfortunately, Bed, Bath & Beyond, they did BK. This happened very, very recently. So now the deal is, in all these great cities, and we have one in Oxnard, these big buildings, what are they going to become? Yeah, and they're anchor stores for a lot of these mini malls, too. That's what's kind of scary, You have
1: the big old giant Empty building, and then how are the other stores supposed to? Because that's a, they rely on those walkovers—the people walking past and going, "Oh, you know what? I might go get my haircut at that place, or I might go get some
3: sushi there, or whatever it is. I
1: might cash my check there."
3: That's exactly how it works. Now, when I was a kid, since I'm the oldest one in the room right now, uh, we had Sears, unstoppable. Yeah. Bye bye. Yeah, Kmart. Oh, forever. <laughs> bye bye. How many things in your life do you see? That went away. That was the biggest thing in the world. Oh, Jemco. I
1: remember Jemco felt unstoppable. You'd go in there and they had all of your needs. You could, they took care of everything and it, it just all of a sudden gone. And There's like, a what's, blast
3: from the past. You're like, what's this Target?
1: Like, they put in Target directly in most of the Jemcos, mm-hmm. at least around us. i like,
3: wow, what is that? They took them over. There used to be a Jemco for you folks at uh, 101. As you went just getting into the valley, Jemco. And that's where we went, of all things, better than any sporting goods place, weight equipment. Gemco had everything. That's a really, really good example. But the Costco's popping up, all of these places where you can get so much stuff. It's sad to see them go, but what are the ones that could take over your bed, bath, and beyond? Hmm. T.J. Maxx is one. Yeah, T.J. Maxx would be good. Home goods. yeah. Seems I, like a, a similar thing going in there. They might not even have to move shelves. Yeah. Ross and Five Below. Have you been to a Five Below? Five Below is an interesting store. I have. I like it. I think Five Below is genius because, again, if you're throwing the kids party and you got to get a bunch of knick stuff, you can go broke doing that in a regular store. Five Below, you can just buy and, and be within budget. Five Below is another 99 cents only five below they say everything's below five dollars very clever so they say that and planet fitness is going to be bed bath and beyond oh i like that that's
1: good mm-hmm. i think that as america moves towards you know being more health conscious that'd be great to have more of these bigger buildings turn into fitness centers
3: and they didn't go with my idea of bed bath and a bong and just making <laughs> it a like partial pot store <laughs> I think it's a good idea. I think it it should have gone, but it didn't. So that's part of the deal. Anything, and you kids today that wonder when we talk, especially with me, when I reminisce, you think something's permanent, man. And it seems like that that treadmill, the hamster wheel, is moving faster and faster and faster. Things come in, go out.
1: It really does. I think the the Toys R Us was the one that really got me where I was going, you've got to be kidding me. I don't have Mm -hmm. the option of just walking in here. I remember, I mean, Toys R Us is that thing that you looked forward to. As a little kid, it was so amazing to walk into this place that seemed endless. And you're like, there's no way I could cover this entire space while mom and dad are here. Like,
3: they're, like, we have to come back some other time. And now they're just gone. Another great example of, what do you mean you got a kid's party? You go in there, no matter what the kid was, no matter boy, mm-hmm. girl, anywhere which way, that was another one that, uh, that just went away. Yeah. What just, was the draft's name?
1: Oh, that was Jeffrey the giraffe. Jeffrey the giraffe. Yeah. And they used to do uh, events. They had a lot of really cool events. When I was little, they would have people dress like characters, and you go up and you would uh, you know, meet the different characters. And I remember we had uh, some dude dressed like the Incredible Hulk that was walking up. He was walking up the aisle, getting ready to go stand at his place where he takes his pictures. And me and my brother were like, no part of it. We made our mom leave. <laughs> we didn't get our pictures. She didn't get her little photo ops. <laughs> so we got in trouble because we were scared of the Hulk.
3: And the other one that's kind of funny about that, who was inside that giraffe suit? A friend of mine was the icy bear for a summer. Oh, he was wow. the icy bear for a summer. I had another friend who was the Santa Claus. But the, you, you lose out on all that stuff, too. All of these characters of our lives, they're going away, and yeah. they've got to reload. I think right now the one to me, the store that seems uh, bulletproof, is the Apple Store. Yeah. The Apple Store seems pretty powerful. They always have a line. Yeah, always have a line, always have people inside. All right, we're going to shift gears here. I want to do a fast one. We talked about this on The Morning Show, the top 10 selling albums of all time. I'm going to run through this. Uh, What do you think it is? Just throw one out. The top 10 selling albums of all time. Throw one at me.
1: I was told so many times that Thriller was the top selling album of all time, so I would think,
3: ding, Thriller. 70 million copies. What's interesting is down the list, because I think a lot of people get thriller. It had five number one hits, and that Michael Jackson was popular. Yeah, he was all right. Remember when it came up. Uh, ACDC is in there at number two of all time. Wow. Back in Black, ACDC. I knew it sold huge. No idea it was number two. It's a good album. Number three, it was a movie soundtrack. Titanic. No, good guess. I'm liking it. Um, A guy who's been in a lot of baseball movies. Uh, protected a certain singer. Oh, okay, yeah.
1: Oh, uh, it was the Whitney Houston, Kevin Costner. died. Yes, the longest <laughs> The Dolly ever held. Song, right? That's right.
3: And that's funny. Who made the money off the Bodyguard soundtrack? Dolly. Yeah. She wrote it, and she, think what a kick that must have been. Oh, they're going to sing my song in that sweet little movie. Yeah. Yeah. Forty-five million sales. And her version of the song is beautiful, too. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah, both of them are great. Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. I have a theory on that one, too. A lot of people bought the album, took acid, scratched the album, and had to buy a new one. I'm not really sure how many people bought the record, but it did sell another one that, that came in at $45 million wow. for Dark Side of the Moon by uh, Pink Floyd. A couple others hit. The Eagles, pretty monster here. They have the number five with their greatest hits and they also have the number 7. Oh. So the, of all time. So between those two records, they sold 90 million records. And then a country artist that is not Dolly Parton, Beautiful Woman has the number 8 of all time.
1: The number 8
3: of all time. I sound time? like Casey Kasem. Um I She's I say, gorgeous I want to say Reba She's from Canada She's and her name is from- Shania Twain Oh wow Shania Twain Come on over That sold 40 million I actually bought that album And the last time Were you ever into Meatloaf? Never See Bat Outta Hell Meatloaf Is number six It's just weird What, what <laughs> ones And what is it missing? Rap I, I'm just oh. surprised That Eminem or somebody Didn't get in there Yeah It just seems kind of strange to me I'm trying to think who would get in there. Yeah, Hammer. Would there? Hammer would be the closest. MC Hammer yeah. had huge, huge hits, but you know somebody like Eminem. But those are the records. Those are the greatest, the top 10 uh, of all time. BG's Saturday Night Fever was number 10. Compliments to them. That's an old record. Yeah. You know, that goes back quite a ways. Uh, so those are the top 10s. I don't know out of all of them. The one I actually owned, oddly enough, is either ACDC or Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, wow. I was not one of those guys that microdose and scratched the record. <laughs> you only bought it once. I was not. Yeah, I had the same <laughs> one forever and ever. So, uh, yeah, that's it. But those are the top ten selling albums of all time. And that's back when some of these guys had record deals where people like Michael Jackson were getting a buck fifty and 2 bucks a record. Wow. Do the math. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah, making that kind of cash off, especially if they were the uh, writers of the song, too, which for the most part, I think uh, Michael got that. Another one. Let's move on over to Disney. I love Disneyland, but I hate standing in line. Yeah, not a big fan of the lines at Disneyland. And it's a real problem. The other thing that's a problem there are are some of the fanatics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> gets a little edgy, and Disney's having a real problem with people coming in that aren't Eight and they're dressed as um, they're they're dressed as many of the characters, right. and they're older people, and it's um, it's bothering Disney a lot. There's and some of them are kind of inappropriate as well, and none of them are really that great. Yeah, and a lot of the costumes, believe it or not, don't fit, and that's uh, that's <laughs> another thing. That's, you know, the kid does it; it's cute, a little weird. So what they're doing at Disneyland now, a lot of the uh, cosplayers, I guess you can call them, a lot of those folks are making the costume sort of like it, but not quite. Right. So it becomes a guessing game in the park. But this is actually a thing that the Disney security has to handle. I remember
1: during the Star Wars movies that when we would go to the theaters, they would they were stopping cosplayers. And they're like, you can't go mm-hmm. in there. Like You can dress up, but you can't wear a helmet. And I'm like... He's an adult. You really should send him back to the car and make him get into <laughs> right. his real clothes. Yeah, just yeah. just dress up normally, <laughs>
3: folks. Now, finally, one thing I want to hit is what you're, um, along with comedy, what you're best at, is uh, collections. Oh, and yeah. Autographs and the like. You had the card show. Can we talk about the LeBron thing? Yeah. And th- just the... Um, how did that start? What was your thought on making this happen? This is a great story. Yeah, so um, when
1: LeBron James played his very first NBA game, he played that in Sacramento against the Sacramento Kings. And at the time, I was kind of like a... I was wrapping up my autograph seeker career where I would sometimes go down to the hotel where the players would uh, would take off from. And, you know, a lot of players would sign autographs, talk to you a little bit, and stuff like that. So anyways, I LeBron's very first game... I went there as he was getting ready to get on the bus, and um, just because of my size and ability to position myself, I ended up being like the last person to get his autograph before he got on the bus to head to Arco Arena and play the game. So I already knew that that autograph, if I were to sell it, would have a lot of value, because his autograph is, especially his rookie year, is worth a few grand just on its own, you know, once it's validated and verified and all that stuff. And I didn't realize, though, there's value in any other things that I got that day because I had the ticket as a season ticket holder. I had the ticket that has the, you know, has the date and, and the Cavaliers Cl- Cl- logo and all that stuff on it.
3: Back I, when we actually had tickets to mm-hmm. get into games, too.
1: And I knew that I should take care of that kind of stuff. For whatever reason, I always took care of that kind of stuff. And I, I just, last night, I was a little bored looking around, and I went on uh, on one of the popular auction sites and I saw that that same ticket only in way worse condition than mine was in, sold for over $12,000. And so I started thinking, okay, I have this ticket. I have a program that's in mint condition. I have that LeBron picture. All of this stuff, I have it. And I can put it into like a collage and a one-of-a-kind one, one of a kind piece that could probably be worth a lot of money. So basically... You
3: know, like we mentioned before, it's kind of like scrapbooking. (laughs) It is. And when you look at that, too, I would get a program just like you, but I'd roll it up, put it under my arm, spill a beer on it. Uh, But you always had. When did this start with you? Oh, The first time you realized?
1: Very young. I was very young. I would say like six years old. It was really young.
3: So on being tactful, what would you recommend to the people out there so they don't become that guy that really annoys the star, the musician, or the athlete? What do you do uh, that's different, that's enabled you to get these great autographs?
1: Well, for one, I've always been polite, and I don't, uh, you know, never knock over kids, and I never, you know, there's there's a way that certain people act, and I think that athletes kind of learn to, like, see how people are and they you know they see if you're pushing on a kid they see if you're elbowing a lady or if you're you know they can see that while you're standing there trying to get their autograph and so they you know, they seem to sign autographs for people who are polite and, and kind. I have these big, long arms, so I'm able to reach it and put in a position where it's easy for them to get to. And that's usually how it worked. And so I ended up getting a lot of autographs that other people didn't because of that and because of kind of being smart.
3: And one of the things I, I heard of all people, David Spade talking about this, and he said, believe it or not, they even come out like a Joe Dirt poster or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he apparently is just get out of my way, no. He said, the nice people he'll sign all the time. but he's, And he's known as being a real blank uh, for just blowing people off. But he said, over the many, many years uh, people who aren't treating him the way you would, mm-hmm. he said, they're, they're gone. And he said, just gone. And it was a funny moment because everybody's looking at him because I'm sorry, but that's how it is. Yeah, I did that
1: week in Sacramento with Danny Bonaducci, And every night there was at least a dozen people that would run in with pictures or, you know, DVDs or something for him to sign. And I was like,
3: wow, I couldn't imagine if your life was like that all day long, every day. And that's how it is. And this is the wrap up of the 1590 morning show that we have here on KVTA. Love your reaction. We talk about the topics and expand on that. When's your next card show?
1: My next cartoon is going to be October 1st, right over there at the Ventura Fairgrounds.
3: The first one was a smash hit.
1: It was great, and the second one's going to be even better.
3: When's your next Giggles?
1: Next Giggles is coming up uh, just next week. It's uh, April 28th. It's this week, April 28th.
3: This Friday coming yeah. up, and who
1: is uh, the uh, featured comic? Our good friend Jeff Frame, who's been with us for many years. He came up uh, as a beginner. And he's in Hollywood production. He's a you know, big time in the Hollywood scene, but he's a
3: great comic who's worked his way up legitimately through the open mic scene and everything. Good guy. And this was our first 1590 rap after the show. The show is going to be called? The 1590 Lounge. And you are welcome to the lounge after every show here on 1590 with Tom McLean and Spence. Thanks for joining us.
2: Ooka Chaka Ooka Ooka
4: Ooka Chaka Ooka 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 Chaka Ooka 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 Chaka Ooka Ooka I can't stop this feeling You're in love with me It's as sweet as candy It's tasty, it's on my mind Girl, you got me thirsty Turn
5: say Steep inside frightened